Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 82 of Courtside Indiana podcast. I'm Jim Reamer, joined as always with Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Uh, good week. We're back to school. Things are normal for now. That could change. It sounds like. You've changed down there at school anyway, Carmel, Noblesville, and uh, uh, who else was it? Westfield are now doing masks. Mandatory masks, yeah. Yep. Which I'm I'm in favor of. I'm in favor of whatever they feel like they need to do. Um, the, it's uh, I feel bad for teachers that have to stand up there in front of students who don't, who aren't vaccinated. Probably in your case, students you have aren't allowed to get vaccinated, right? Right, right. And look, the reality of it is, is they can still get it and shed it and you can get it, you know, and, and that's yep, it's yep. not good. So I, I look, I'm all for protecting teachers. Uh, I would do anything uh, to protect teachers, especially with the number of different students that you have to stand in front of on a given basis. And it, maybe you have the same group of kids throughout the day, give or take an hour. Um, but obviously, high school teachers depending on their scheduling situation or facing what four to six different sets of students a day, it seems like. So, right. Right. I mean, I thought we would be done talking about COVID, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously you're a school teacher. So I ask you about that and that it does creep into conversation, but if this thing doesn't get back in order, man, we're going to be back to wearing masks at basketball games. We're going to be back to hell. We may be back to not being able to have full capacity yeah. at games. Um, definitely, you know, I'm lucky that so far fall league wise, no one's blinked about capacity and anything like that, but I mean, we won't come close to anything, um, any issues there from a capacity standpoint. So, um, I mean, it's just a friends and fam- it's just a friends and family crowd. So, um, but anyway, we need a peppier like intro. We need to. <laughs> I introduce myself. I introduce you. I ask you how your week's going, and you're like, it's either girls' soccer or you're teaching. And my life is boring. Not really, but <laughs> you know, unless it's basketball, it's not really sports related. So right, I'm talking right. about the summer league. I watch a ton of summer league games. You know, um, the ones I miss, I watch during the day the next day. So yeah, there was just a big NBA trade today too. I I mean, I wouldn't three years ago. That would have been a big deal. Um, (laughs) I don't know. That's. It's not I get what you're saying. There was a trade. You're talking about the Bledsoe deal and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more worried about. I'm more worried about Carson Wentz being healthy than I am about that NBA. trade. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Indiana University is playing basketball. The kids are having fun liking the new regime so far. Um, of course, it's rough life being in the Bahamas right now, but 
and without seeing the games, everybody seems to be pretty positive. I, I know two people at those games. They both seem pretty positive about the way they played, and, and it's definitely early. But um, it's beyond early. It's early, early. Yes. Um, but everybody seems to be pretty happy with, with how they look and that they're they're peppy and playing hard and, and um, a lot more communication on the floor. I think that's the most tangible difference from what I've heard from last year, early on to this year, is there's a lot more communication on the floor uh, and for, uh, player to player as well as uh, bench to player. So, um, I mean, com- substantial communication. I don't mean just yelling. So, uh, we'll get us up to date on recruiting. Not a very busy week. No, right? really, really quiet, actually. After lumping 26 offers in the two weeks, that's still 13 a week. Right, we, yeah. we missed a week. We had 26 offers last week. Uh, this week we've got what five? Yeah, five. Go for it. Get us up to date. Get us caught right. up in all the things we missed this week. Yeah, geez. <laughs> so we had Grant Brown from Fort Wayne Snyder with a D3 offer from Adrian. That's his first. A uh, couple NAI offers here. We had Raiden Faust from Northeastern getting an IU East offer. We had Landon Beagle, kid you're familiar with, get an IWU offer. Yep. Uh, that's a pretty good one for him. <clears throat> and then we had a couple Fort Wayne area kids get some D2 offers, maybe, uh, maybe on one of them. You know what? Cademan Bontrager with a Trevecca Nazarene offer, and he's also got some other news that uh, broke this week. Um, he's going to Fort Wayne Leo. He's still, yep. waiting, still awaiting IHSAA clearance to play but he's enrolled at leo and then joe reedy from woodland got a kentucky wesleyan offer but that tweet has been removed so we're not too sure what that's about i I think faust is the only updated one since the last time we podcast faust and brown because we we recorded last monday so these ones that we did on on the ninth we reported them last week so it was really a slow week we only had two offers this week I mean, we recorded or we reported Reedy and Beagle for sure last week. Right. Um, Bontrager. Well, yeah, he was on there, too. He was half hour after Reedy. Um, I mean, you're the one reporting. You're the one putting him in our database. So. Uh, so, yeah, it was a really slow week. We just had actually two offers since the last time we podcasted. So unless we've missed something, but. Um. Look, following up on Reedy, I've, I've thought he's been under-recruited the whole time. I mean, the whole time, I guess, since I really got a good look at him in the spring. Right. Um, or even a little bit last, late last summer is when I first saw him, got a first glimpse of seeing him play. And and I think he and, and Bontrager both are, are solid Division II guys. If, if Bontrager has more of a face-up game, that I've not seen yet. I could see some, cause he's a decent athlete. He's got a good body on him too. I could see yeah. some low division ones looking at him. Um, but it's, you know, still it's, you know, division two offers nothing to sneeze at. It's, it's going to probably end up being a free education for him. And, and the, the Faust offer IU East, that's a natural Faust is a skilled big. He, he really has nice range. Bontrager had his, if you combine those two, although Faust is not, I mean, Faust is, good sized kid, decent athlete. You combine those two, <laughs> you have a heck of a big, uh, cause <laughs> Raiden shoots it pretty well. 
he handles the ball well. I'm not entirely sure how much that translates. He definitely could be a straight line drive guy from from mid range, um, but and a kid that's actually a little bit better laterally than what you what you think he would be. Um, he's not he's not just some small school stiff or some small school kid that's soft or I mean he's got to get stronger, uh, but but he's a pretty skilled kid and at Northeastern which is right there in the shadow of Richmond. Um, you know, Faust would be one of those guys. I don't know where he grew up, but he'd be one of those guys that'd be interesting to see if he would have been a Richmond kid if Billy Wright was still the head, was the head coach there when he was coming up. Because that's, you know, what we talked last week about coaching changes, Billy Wright, that's going to make a difference for them. I, I'm going to double down on that, that he's going to do a better job of keeping guys in Richmond. And, um, you know, you're still going to have families that maybe want a smaller environment. You're going to have families that think they're going to get a better academic situation. Um, you know, even at a smaller school, I, but, uh, from an overall perspective and definitely from a basketball perspective, it'll be, I I think Billy's going to be one of those guys that gets those kids to stay home. So anything else on the two whole offers that we have from this past week? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Reedy's been in that NAI ballpark, the couple crossroads offers, and the uh, Madonna offer, which is a whack offer out of Michigan. Uh, other than that, he hasn't seen any any play this for a year. I mean, just dating back to July of 2020 was the last time he was getting offers up until now. So he's been quiet. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's he's, he's really solid. Yeah. He. I don't think he's he, – for me, he's a skilled four. So wherever wherever that is, that's where he's – that's where his recruiting gets maximized. I like that he takes the ball to the basket. I, I think that he probably changes directions pretty well in transition, like if he has to bring it up. I, I think in the half court, he definitely is a guy that was good at putting the ball on the – you know, putting the ball on the ground, getting the basket, straight, like a you know, just a straight line drive guy. He's not going to change in traffic and – and make, you know, create a lot of different shots. Uh, not to say he doesn't have different way to finish. Um, that he, you know, that he doesn't have a Euro or a floater or overstep or something, you know, something along those lines, but, but I've just really liked him. I like his range, his quick release. I like Good that. He still re yeah. I love that. He rebounds. Um, yep, yep. And he doesn't just stand around the perimeter either. He's, he's a guy that'll post and moves well without the ball. I mean, if I'm, I mean, if I'm a GLVC team. I, I, I would definitely would be taking a look at him, and and you know he's. We're we're still. I mean, this is the first. You know, I'm trying to tell the kids I coach for 2023. A lot of the looks we got this year would be the looks they would have gotten last year. Uh, and and those 2022 guys soaked up a lot of looks this year, uh, because of because COVID costing coaches a year and. And we're sort of getting caught up, and and these next round of of valuations, which will start somewhere in the neighborhood of early September 9th, maybe early September, when coaches can start getting into schools and watching kids work out, getting to know them a little bit better. Uh, you, you'll maybe you'll see some opportunities for the, for kids like Reedy to get to get more attention. But I, I think he's squarely a Division two kid. And, it, and it's, it's no knock on the crossroads leagues and the schools that have been involved with him, but, but um, he's, he's just a kid. I like his versatility. 
Yeah, I agree. All right, transfers. So we we did a transfer episode back in June. And there have been some pretty big transfers since then, which we knew there would be. And there probably, hell, there may be another one that we do once the season gets here, just because there'll be some kids that we didn't know much about. I, I will say this. We will do an episode. One of the names we mentioned off air before we recorded. We will have an episode of transfers that are impacting teams that we didn't expect or that we hadn't already reported on. So keep that in mind when the season gets here, looking forward to talking about some kids that maybe don't make a whole lot of news on the transfer front right now, but, but we'll probably end up having pretty decent years because they'll be uh, transferring into bigger roles and bigger opportunities. So some of the names we've had that are transferring Leland Walker, of course, left North central for Hargrave military. We had not covered that yet directly, like not to this context. Obviously we had talked that we had mentioned it. Uh, Rashid Jones has left elevate prep. And as I understand it has enrolled in Arsenal tech high school. And we're going to get more onto Ellen elevate here in a minute. JJ Loudon has transferred from Pike to Crispus Attics. There was some talk about him going to a prep school, um, but he is going to be at, at Attics. Julian Norris this past week has left Evans Labossi and has transferred to a school called Link Year Prep. More on them in a minute. <laughs> Reggie Bass, of course, was the big name in the spring that, or in June that had already transferred. Uh, bringing him up again because of the elevate prep aspect of this. Jamie Hodges has transferred from Michigan city to elevate prep, then out of elevate prep back to I'm hearing back to Michigan city. You don't, you, you have any final word on that yet? I do not yet. No, or nothing that we can. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm here in Michigan city. I, you know, again, elevate prep. Kamari Lands leaving. Well, he's not. I mean, he's just no longer an Indiana kid. He lives in Indiana, right? I guess, yeah. Prolific prep to Hillcrest prep. There was some talk in June that he would be at Brownsburg or Lawrence North. I mean, that was pretty heavy rumors. Um, I tweeted before we recorded that if you're going to be a prep school, at least have proper spelling and grammar on your website. I mean, Hillcrest Prep, I mean, this may have nothing to do with the caliber of the people running that basketball team. Let's call it a team. Let's don't call it a program. They may be super coaches. They may, they probably are, they likely are well-intentioned. They need severely to have a copy editor read their damn website because it is, it's a, it's hard. It's hard on the eyes. Let's just say that. Um, if you care about such thing, maybe you think it's petty, it's nitpicky on my part, but if you're passing yourself off as a school, I mean, that's ridiculous. If that's the attention, the detail they're getting, basically the guys are just, I mean, look, if I say this, people be like, well, yeah, no, duh. If he, these guys are just there for basketball. Yeah. Just F and put that on your website. We don't care about anything else, but basketball. I'm going to go off on prep schools now again. <laughs> Julian Norris is going to link your prep. Their, their academic situation appears to be two online college programs where they turn in work once a week and that's it. And they, they talk about critical thinking on papers. It all sounds nice. I'll be curious to see what, what the execution is. There's no reason 
for Julian Norris. Look, each family has their own personal reasons. I'm sure they could send me a nice email telling me this is why we did it and make it sound really good. And I, you know what? I'm all for it. They're free to do what they want. He doesn't need to leave Evansville bossy to get better competition, better teaching. There's no damn way. You look at the schedule that linked your prep plays. Just look at it. It's, it's a bunch of nobody. It's a bunch of people I've never heard of before. And if at least prolific prep and, and, although we don't, we've had some fun with them in the past, not you, Zach, but me and kid that Blake Isaacs who used to coach with us. Well, he's, he got so bad where they blocked him on Twitter at the time he was 16. He just was kind of like, uh, he wanted to get into coaching and wanted to go to college and be a, you know, be a manager. So he was just going to help us out for two years. And he did. And he got inside that coach, the guy that runs that program's head and they blocked him on Twitter. Um, he was relentless against prolific prep, but um, the Hillcrest prep thing, this is Kamari Lanz's third school. You know, I don't know that that's a good idea for anybody. Is there any stability in that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, it's not a good look, unfortunately. I feel like you're, you're, you're bouncing around and people got to be wondering why. I mean, got to be a question right for coaches well sure i mean yeah it's look it's a it's a good family it's a basketball family they're brothers and cousins that have come through the indianapolis area the last this generation for the last decade and they've all been to multiple schools and and look if that's the worst thing you do in your life is is that then um and jalen coleman's part of this equation too by the way he that's this is all same family if if that's the worst thing that you, you do in your young life then it's not even a, a a blip of concern to anybody no one will remember it but obviously this is a podcast that talks about high school basketball and and you know you've got a lot of guys that may very well be well-intentioned from a prep school standpoint who clearly don't know how to follow through, clearly struggle to execute uh, or are making promises they can't keep or making promises, period, that they shouldn't be making. You know, why does Kamari leave uh, Lalu? Right. You know, who's to know? Uh, why did he not just go to Cathedral? Why did he not just stay at Brownsburg? I mean, he would have been part of that. He would have been with Brownsburg, Pierce Thomas, and of course, if Luke Lacey would have focused on basketball, he would have been definitely a Division two low D one player, point guard. Um, that Brownsburg team could have had Kamari Lands, could have had Luke Brown, um, if those guys would have stayed in city, in Brownsburg. Uh, are you waving because you can't see? Or are you waving a bug away? Sorry, we're doing video. I thought you were trying to wave me off or something. <laughs> I was like, dude, text me. Um, but now you've got this elevate prep situation. And elevation. We, elevation is actually the name of the prep elevation. We don't want to confuse right. it with elevate. <laughs> Do is there an elevate? I think so. Do we care? Do I should I care? the name you, i guess i should you know. i guess if i'm gonna make fun of hillcrest prep for yeah for you better yeah 
poor grammar and poor spelling on their website, I should remember the name of a prep school that may or may not be around much longer. I don't know. Or a prep school team that may or may not be around much longer. So Elevation Prep has lost Bontrager. They've lost Jones. They've lost Bass. They got Hodges in for a cup of coffee. Once he finished that, he took off. I mean, what's going on there? Michael Ely. We, we haven't even gotten to Ely and Keon Thompson. Keon Thompson didn't go to elevation, but Michael Ely, the guinea pig project of this mess. What's going on there? What do we think? I, you know what? I wish I knew. I, I, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it's not stable, unfortunately, right now. We've got a couple kids from around here that have committed to there. Uh, I mean. Who's that? Who? Besides Hodges, who did I miss? Jack Feud is there right now from St. Joe. Oh, really? As far as I know, he still is. Okay. <clears throat> well, that's a we should have yeah. When I we should have mentioned him in the transfer thing. That was he's decent. He's good. Well, I mean, he's going to their post grad. Oh, he's going their post grad. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. My fault. But and look, I, I differentiate post grad from uh, kids want to take an extra year. That's fine. Right, right. You know, they feel like they need to. I, I will say in most cases, it does not change their recruiting one bit. But, but it, you know, it might be a, a 10% chance. And if you want to take that chance, great. If you're an injury situation, like uh, we've talked about Hunter Christ in the past from, from Hamilton Heights, who had some low D1s looking at him. He got injured heading into his 17 and under summer, which soaked up his senior season as well. Uh, he basically returned to form. Uh, you look at Jaden Brewer's situation, uh, what happened with Brentwood happened at Ben Davis this year with his transfer. If you've lost a year somewhere along the way, then, you know, that post-grad for any number of reasons, it may be academic situations. You just never know. But, but if, if you want to do an extra year of post-grad work uh, to help you get the scholarship and you think that you're close borderline and that'll help you, I'm, I'm all in on that. But leaving schools to go to some of these places over a promise of what an alleged better schedule. I mean, if you're, if you're Bontrager and you leave, which one was he at? Was he at Lakewood? Lake, Lakewood park. Yeah. Lakewood park. Okay. You're going to get a better schedule. If you go play at the prep school that uses your school as its academic foundation. Isn't that right? Yeah. Did I have that right? Right. Yep. I mean, I've lost track. I know we covered it one one episode, but I mean, they've lost. Look, Keon or Michael Ely went there. His recruiting is gone. Yeah, nothing happened with him there. And he nothing actually, happened. Actually, left during the season. He no longer has an offer from New Orleans. He no longer has an offer from Winthrop. Um, he is essentially going to probably have to do he's going to have to do another year um or take smaller offers which that's acceptable but nothing has been reported you know he could very well go to junior college i've had kids do that i've, I've coached a couple of kids that have gone the junior college route despite being eligible as freshmen and it's and in both cases it turned out really well the most recent one jordan geist um he had a little trouble coming out of when he transferred from Penn to Homestead. I mean, he, he, he left some, he left some trouble at Penn a little bit. Um, 
but he really focused on, you know, he really focused on doing the right things the rest of the way and um, went to junior college and Ranger junior college in Texas and played for Billy Gillespie uh, who knows a thing or two about you know, redemption and, you know, getting your, getting some things back together. And then he had a wonderful three-year career at Missouri and now he's playing in the German a league overseas. Yep. So he's obviously a guy where that worked out. Um, leaving high school, it just to me is just silly. It, you know, if you're Bond Trager, you know, if, if I, anything, you just would have transferred. And that's kind of what he's done is he's, he's going to be at Leo now, right? So he's not eligible, but that's effectively what he's done is he's, he's going to end up at a, at a high school that's really good, that's really well coached. Um, and and have a good senior year and, and get a chance to finish out his recruiting, playing yeah, on a team that wins a lot of games. Yep, yep. Um, we, we talked about Keon Thompson a little bit. I mean, his he didn't really do too much once he got down to Florida, did he? I mean, re- no. Uh, offer wise, I mean, he's still on the same level of all. Well, even <clears throat> even Javon Small, who left Franklin Central. Went to the prep school in Arizona. His his recruiting didn't really turn around. It didn't really change that much. And look, if I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of how of how Chris Byers coaches. I, I'm a big motion guy, so I'm 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 going to say that prepares a kid to play on the college level as well as anything does. Uh, and and I think that. You know, when you leave a well-coached program, you know, you, you better really be sure what you're getting into. And then maybe enjoyed the experience and it just didn't flip the script on recruiting. He still ends up, he's going to East Carolina, so it's not like his recruiting suffered. Like Keon Thompson and Michael Ely's recruiting is just completely off the board. I mean, Thompson and Ely played full seasons of AAU this year. You know, with, with the intent of being recruited. Right where Brewer went into it with the intent of I'm going to go to prep school, a post-grad Brewer situation is completely different. I'm just yeah, throw him in the mix because he's, he was so talented. He's, I mean, he still is talented Yep. and he didn't leave for a prep school when he could have the hell he probably should have. Right. I mean, yeah. If you're, you're looking to get back in the mix recruiting wise and stuff. Yeah. As screwed over as he got. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I realize look, I, it's it's a simple change of, of one sentence in the ITSA rules. And I and I realized to the letter of the law, he was fighting an uphill battle rules wise, and they went the proper route they had to go to get it done. But I mean, he basically in my mind, he still got screwed. Um but Thompson and Ely, both good kids. Both left good programs. Neither one of them should have left Merrillville or Fort Wayne Snyder for wherever it is. They well, Ely went to elevation. I, I don't. I didn't even look up where Keon went. It's not even worth it. Someplace in Florida. Yeah, it had a weird name, and I it had like a funny name, and like it was called Quality Education or something like that. And I think I tweeted something to the effect of because subpar education was already taken up or something, but. Um, I don't know. I'm just being a dick at this point. So, you know, but Rashid Jones, his definitely his recruiting. He and I'm I'm sorry, 
I need to correct myself. When I mentioned Ely's recruiting, the schools I listed were the ones recruiting that had offered Rasheed Jones. So I need to retract that and back up, slow down a little bit. I mean, Jones had offers to New Orleans and, and Winthrop. Both of those are gone. Um, and I don't know if he was injured a little bit this summer too, which if, if that was the case, that didn't help. But elevation prep, that didn't help him. Obviously, Reggie Bass was there for part of a year. But now he's at Tech. Was he there all of last year or was he just there? Yeah, I believe he was there all of last year. Okay. But, yeah, Ely, Ely was not. And Ely was the first one. Yeah, he was the, the big one. They landed the big fish. They landed to pull everybody else in. I guess if I had offers, there's no way in the world I would leave what was what got me those offers, especially from a high school perspective. Yeah, Ely had Ely had Ball State, Evansville, IUPUI, and Miami, Ohio, and I believe all of those were before prep school. They definitely all were before prep school. I mean, we can we can go back and get the dates on those. 2019, all of them, yeah. I can do that right now. Yeah, you've got, yeah, if you've got this, we date everything. I don't think we date, I don't think we did that for that reason, but it's nice to be able to go back and find out when all the, like even before we went live with that database, I went back and post-dated some of the class of 2020 guys, um, some of their offers. Went back and made sure we got the correct dates on when their offers were reported. I mean, look, Leland Walker going to Hargrave Military Academy, that's somewhere there's a line, and this is where the Don Bosco part comes into this. Somewhere there's a line that gets crossed where those schools become longstanding, traditional, um, legitimate. Hargrave Military Academy is a legitimate situation. Um, I may or may not agree with the notion of what a stat curriculum can do for a kid and allegedly trying to prepare him to be eligible as a freshman where like a school like North central understandably is not going to change their curriculum. This is the old Robert Vaden deal back when he was at Pike where Pike would not change their curriculum to help him get eligible because it's, it's a curriculum that's voted on and just determined by administration. You know more about this than I do, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. The, the curriculum is already voted on and decided between what the teachers union and the school board, correct? Right. right. And it's not something you can't just all of a sudden you change what you're teaching and, and how you teach, especially high school kids. And we're talking about things like prerequisites like you're not going to let Leland Walker take algebra two before he takes algebra one. I'm just spitballing classes, by the way, I have no clue, no clue, but that's basically, that's part of the reason why he's, why he left North central is because he needs to increase his, his core, his core course load. And I don't believe he can get it at North central with what he's currently got. Um, you know, when you're a kid with your back against the wall like that, 
you do have to do some things to to change it. And look, Hargrave Military Academy, Hargrave Academy is is a legitimate situation. Definitely top five. Yeah, Lalu is as much as as much as I bang the drum against prep schools. Lalu Mayor is a legitimate school. It just happens to have. It, it just happens to have. We're getting text messages here. No. <laughs> or we're getting tweets that your name's on and my name's on. Um, you know, and and Don Bosco, this is their first year as a, a po- this is their first year as a as a high school prep school, and they've yep. been very successful, right? As their post grad program. I mean, the, the player I mentioned, Hunter Christ, went to Bosco. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely have done it right. If, if, if you're looking for a place that's done it right and they've, they've laid the groundwork with their post-grad prep being successful and, and now they're, they're trying to do the, 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 po- the high school prep school. So, I mean. Do you have their, do you have their roster handy? We've yeah, already covered the kids that are going. Anybody new going there that we didn't report earlier? I've got a, uh, I've got a question not, where I'm going with this. but Thomas, Thomas Barone, Barone, I think, is the only one that we – from Valpo, big yeah. kid. Okay. Yeah. All right. So look at their roster. Yep. Any of those guys have offers before they went in there? Um. Let's see. Let's say any of those guys had Division One offers before they went in there. I would say no. Okay. And that that goes to something that I said earlier, which is, if I if I was a kid like Michael Ely, Keon Thompson, especially Ely. There's no way in the world I would have left Snyder with offers in hand and, and been a guinea pig. Right. You know, uh, some of those guys at Bosco are guys that, you know, Mahoney, for example, Barone, another example, are guys that um, maybe haven't gotten a lot of heavy varsity minutes yet. And they're definitely going to be playing in the bigger roles. Um, you know, Vasco has been – Caden Vasco is a good player who's got a lot of got a lot of maturing physically to do, and it looks like he will. I mean, it looks like he's going to keep growing. It seems like he gets taller every time we we turn around. It seems like, but but yeah. he's a kid that played for the better part of two seasons, varsity seasons in Manis's shadow, Chris Manis. Uh, you know, and and I don't know what Lowell's going to have this year. Uh, but Buziak probably would say, hey, we're, we're looking for a bigger schedule than what Hanover Central can give us. I, I guess we're going to find out if, you know, if, you know, obviously that academic situation has to be good. I mean, they're, they're going to be accredited. They're going to have accredited programs. I, I hope it's more than what this link year prep thing in Branson, Missouri is doing that where Julian Norris is going. Um, where it's just two online programs. Two, it's two two online programs. One in Oklahoma, one in Texas. So a school in Missouri doesn't even have at least nothing listed. If I miss something, this school in Missouri that Julian Norris is going to doesn't even have a Missouri curriculum attached to their program. And at the bottom, it says that they're a religious school, so they're not bound by Missouri state law or something to that effect. Oh, my. Or accreditation, I should say. Um, yeah, Britt Harris 
Britt Harris yeah. has gotten some offers since he right joined the Bosco. Uh, and then, yeah, like we mentioned, Babuziak, his only offer came after he joined Bosco as well. And keep in mind, none of these guys have really played for Bosco just yet. I mean, right. at least not in a setting where they could be – could they be seen? Uh, they had they, they had a couple in, of games. Yeah, New England somewhere, I believe, and were able to be seen there. But I'm not By sure. Division One coaches? Yeah, I'm not sure about that, though. Okay. I mean, obviously they could have played – well, the Charlie Hughes guy – the Charlie Hughes event, they probably wouldn't let him play in that, but – but, I mean, look, we've been high on Babuziak the whole time. Vasco, I think, was a kid that eventually was going to physically develop to the point of getting division. Vasco would be a good – would have been like, – you look at how thin he was and how much he's continued to grow. Vasco would end up being one of those guys that ends up going – taking an extra year. Right. You know? And, and, I mean, these guys all have the chance to still do that. They can just stay right there at Vasco and Absolutely. do another one if they, if they needed to. They can. I mean, it'll be – look, you, you don't – we don't want to kill every program, even though I'm – <laughs> pretty set against the idea of it but i mean and we're not look elevation prep we're, i'm not those guys i'm sure they're well-intentioned i don't even if their intention was to get all these guys and, and have the head coach end up getting a college job like i that's that's fine you know as, as long as he's transparent about it i don't i'm now I'm projecting, but I mean, that elevation thing, that's just got to be a mess. I mean, I know we're on the outside looking in and we're just basically. Yeah. But from, what I've heard, from, from what I've heard, Coach Henson is good. Parents have liked him. I'm not sure if it's the academic side or what that's going on in there, though. Maybe the financials, too. Oh, yeah, that could be. Because, I, I mean, I, Prep schools cost money. I mean, it's not free for these guys to go to the prep school a lot of the times. Well, some of them are free. Some, some of them get some scholarships, of them but a lot of them, a lot of them can't. Some of them aren't. Some of them aren't. Or, I mean, some of them are free. I mean, maybe I'm surprised. Maybe I'd be surprised as to who is and who isn't. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm doubting. I mean, there, Rasheed Jones should have never left, should not have left Marion. I mean, as, as much pace as they played in Marion, there was enough room for Rasheed to get touches and shots right. at Marion. Um, playing with another D1 player. Playing also. with another D, yeah. The, the Bass situation. You know, I heard when he originally left to go to the school down in Tennessee, it was they just kind of wanted him to get out of Muncie. Um, and, and that may be. You know, that may that may be. But, I mean, he spent a year at Elevation. Now he's at Tech. And in the Hodges situation, and that doesn't look good when you lure a kid in, two weeks later he's gone. All right. Um. Anyway, I mean, we've rambled. I've rambled on, I know, but I mean, we're just, we're not quite close enough yet to have actual season content. We, we may start getting there here once we get into the next week or two, but trying to pace some of this out. Got eight weekends of 
they got eight podcasts of content coming up. It's the other three or four that we're going to be struggling with. We're just going to, but we won't blast prep schools every week. Just when I'm on, <laughs> one, I guess, but. Well, I mean, just all the, well, all, I mean, just blasting all prep schools. Well, I am right. <laughs> yeah, I guess you are. <laughs> well, and this was a week when look, school starting guys were making final decisions. I mean, look, Norris, we caught wind that Jones was transferred, was enrolled at tech. Uh, last week was it last week when Bontrager announced he was going to Leo. Yeah. I mean, I, I had been in contact before that, but yeah, it was put on Twitter re- then yeah. that we could report it. Julian Norris right. transferred this week, the, the Hodges thing. It just was time that the Kamari lands thing. It, it just yeah. was time to revisit not only, not it only the prep sense. school thing, yeah. but, but to revisit some of the transfers too, because these are some big name guys. I mean, Loudon transferring to addicts is, that's a big deal too. Right. Um, that that's, that's a good two-way player who really could be a primary ball handler for them. Yeah. It leaves pretty much what Conwell at Pike and who else is at Pike with him? Uh, Devon Woods is nice, nice player, junior point guard. Uh, they, they have six, eight incoming junior that transferred to Ritter. He'll be one of those guys, Diacate, he'll be one of those guys that possibly we do a episode where we talk about transfers who are impacting their new school that we hadn't already covered. I mean, obviously we're going to, you know, we'll have guys like Bontrager, Jones, Loudon, Bass. We'll have all those dudes probably in there, but, you know, we'll probably hear the, the kid Diacate at, at Ritter. He's somewhat of an impact. I mean, he's right pretty long in developing. He's he'd be a good post grad fifth year guy, or he'd be a good redshirt kid. Um. Uh, anyway, any any topics you wanted to discuss? I, mean, I texted I you that earlier today. Yeah, we kind of covered covered most of the things we've talked about so far. I mean, we're talking about. Fall leagues coming up here as well. I got the Indiana the game one up here. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to some stuff. Yeah, that, they're doing that on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to. I want to try and get up there for at least a couple of them. I know that first weekend I won't be up there because it's I'll be checking my head cut off, getting mine, <laughs> getting our fall league going down here. But um, anyway, so did we miss any transfer? Any big name transfers? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head you were more prepared than i was for this well I yeah came, i had i just got get the rosters for us the it was the norris leaving bossy that was the one that kind of set it off and just i mean not many people put as much time in their program as shane burkhart does and i mean i know all these guys have workout guys all these kids have workout guys i know the kids i coach they all have their own workout guy right. and so you could point to a lot of different places with kids now and how they get better. And um, there's just a lot of opportunities for kids to work to get, to get better. So, it, but I mean, Burkhart really has bossy churning kids. I mean, he's, he's always, it seems like he's always got two or three kids in each class that are going to be, that are going to be really good. And um, there's just, I mean, 
really no reason for Norris to leave bossy. And that's when I saw that. And then of course lands not coming to Indiana and just looking at both those prep schools and what they're offering. It was just borderline comical as to what they're going into. Um, but anyway, so. I mean, talking about Julian again, real quick, he's got Bowling Green, Miami, Ohio, Middle Tennessee State, Moorhead State, Murray State, and Southern Indiana. I mean, that's not a. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing half of those he doesn't have still. Yeah. And look, these are these are things that don't get reported. Right. We've talked about that a little bit before. Offers being know, taken away, right? Yeah. There's nothing that there's a lot of times it's quiet. A lot of times, sometimes it's explicit i had a i had a school once call and yank a scholarship because they he didn't because the kid didn't commit quickly enough uh i was and i was upset about it um i i appreciated them telling me and it was at a time they couldn't tell it to the kid but which kind of sucked Cause then I had to figure out, do I wait a week to tell him or do I tell him now? Uh, and I, I sat down with the parents or at least the father, and, but you know, you, you end up at least respecting that they did it. Right. I was not a happy camper in real time though. And it's a guy that I, I'm friends with. I mean, I'm definitely, I mean, it's a basketball relationship, but I'm still, you know, communicate with him on a decent, a decent amount, especially in the, the job he currently has. So anyway, all right, you got your reads ready. Yeah. Let's bring that on you. Yeah, it feels like this is a short podcast, but look, we're pushing an hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right. Box out in box out sports leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season, sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. And like I said last week, get that, get that going now for football season so you can get the kinks worked out for your, your hoops squads. If, if you really want to know how to use it, look what, again, what Chris Hawkins does at Attics. He does a fabulous job with it. He's the athletics director as well as the boys basketball coach. And then Zach does a great job with it with our stuff during the season too. So, so if you ever want a tutorial, there you go. You can look at what addicts does or, or follow us, follow up on us uh, on Zach's Twitter account, especially. Um, Cause those are both good examples of how box out sports can be used. So courtside Indiana podcast is on Apple podcasts and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We definitely would appreciate a rating and review and definitely uh, thank those that subscribe and listen every week. And if you have any, uh, any ideas or, or thoughts on content, send us a direct message. Uh, Twitter account is courtside IND. That's courtside end on Twitter. Zach, what's your week looking like? Uh, guess what starts this week. Some girls travel, some girls travel soccer. So <laughs> Practice, practice Tuesday Listen, and Thursday. Don't let anyone badmouth AAU basketball and the schedule they keep. You've been doing freaking soccer all year. Oh. <laughs>
which is good, which is fine. Hey, if it pays for her for college in the end, very good. And if she likes it, battle, yeah. right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and if she likes it, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, as many AAU basketball is such an easy target when it comes to these kids play so many games. That blah 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 blah. And you know what? It, it pales in comparison, especially to volleyball and yep. baseball. Yep. And I'm sure soccer's right there with it. So I'm sure, yeah. Well, I appreciate everybody that listens each week, and we look forward to having you back. Zach, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Thanks.